Welcome back to the Biblically Accurate Rewatch Project. Today we're talking Junkets and Dawn of a Miserable Day. Mm-hmm. A.K.A. Um, no Tardy's Day. A.K.A. No Tardy's Day. We just finished watching Junkets the second time. We need to watch it twice. <laughs> we have to watch this one twice. Um, Vic, do you want to just like walk us through this episode? Yeah, let's get a quick episode summary. This one's fucking dense. The first thing we see uh, before the opening uh, is young... Baby Satsuki staring at Junkets. There's a lot of really tense dialogue there that we will come back to. Um, but she basically says that this 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 is a special garment she wanted to wear very bad when she was younger, and it's unthinkable that someone else should be first to wear a kamui. After the opening, we come in on a normal school day. Uh, Ryuko and Mako are in Mikasugi's class, and he is teaching another lesson on the history of fascism, just in case you still don't know what this show is about. Just in case you still haven't gotten the metaphor yet. Bring, bring it around one more time. Ryuko and Mikasugi uh, meet in his office, where Mikasugi exposits a little bit about what life fibers are. And then we see Inamusa and the sewing club president trying to test out a 50% uh, five-star Goku uniform, which would have 50% life fibers. It doesn't work. And then we get... Is that when we get Satsuki? Yes. Then we go that we transition to the Kiryui Manor, uh, where Satsuki puts on Junkets for the first time. Um, uh, Ryuko and Mako come to school the next day, and Satsuki is there waiting with this grand presentation of, like, flags lined from the entrance up to her dais. She comes down, activates Junkets... And Ryuko acti- like says she's gonna fight Ryuko. Ryuko activates Senkets um, and gets her ass beat for a good a good while. Mako comes in um, with her hallelujah moment and tells Ryuko she needs to get naked. Um, Ryuko realizes that putting on a kamui uh, means becoming one with Senkets and Senkets becoming one with her. Uh, we get Ryuko's first full transformation. Uh, Ryuko and Satsuki have a badass last half of the fight um, that culminates in a explosion that then reverses back in towards the point of impact and then explodes back out again. And Ryuko kind of falls to her knees. Uh, Satsuki has won this battle and Ryuko swears that she is going to dismantle Satsuki's empire, rub her face in it, and then demand all of the answers that she wants. And Satsuki says, all right, challenge accepted. All right. That's the fast version. What do you think of this episode? This is like, this episode is so fucking dense. <laughs> Everything that happens in this episode is like, and like the analysis does not stop. It's a dense episode. And I think it's, it's definitely one of my contenders for like best episodes in the series. It's, it's easily the best episode we've seen up to this point. Yeah. We're only three episodes we're in. We're only three episodes in, but. <laughs> I think this is one of the best ones in the series. One of the strongest in the series. It, it has everything that makes the series what it is down to the very particular symbolism about clothing and the roles that it represents and sex and power. And it also has this badass bombastic fight that just feels so fucking good to watch. It's so like, I I have a note in here too about like every strike, every time they like hit each other with their swords, it feels like there's so much weight behind it. It's great to watch. What do you think of this episode? Um, I you know I agree I agree with with all all what you just said. I love I love all the Satsuki moments. I love um, the big fight. I love that we get new outfits for for both for both Satsuki mm-hmm. and and Ryuko. Mm-hmm. 
And yeah. I think overall one. overall it's a, it's a great episode. It's a fantastic episode. Okay, let's get it. So let's get into this opening this opening it scene, which is like not even a minute long, I think. And I was I felt like I had to transcribe like every single line that came up as it went through because it's there's so much packed in there. So the very first image that we see is young Satsuki and she's staring at June Katz in its containment uh, capsule. And the first thing she says is like, that outfit was the most beautiful thing I'd ever seen. And then her father said, this will be your wedding dress. Which I love, especially because we are have already gotten the, um, the ending with Ryuko looking at the wedding dress in um, the, the shop. And she says, Satsuki says, uh, I couldn't wait to grow up to be the first one, the only one to wear it. But I was still too young to know what a wedding dress was or what it implied. And that is, do you have anything to say about that before I get real in the weeds? I mean, it's, to me, it's, it's a lot about like, like heteronormativity and like. Oh, but, yeah. You know, you know. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> I, yeah. Cats. So, so going, so winding back a little bit. The idea of a wedding dress, the way that it's used in this context, very much, I think, represents it's a garment that you wear when you fully transition out of childhood and into adulthood. It is like a marker of your transition, your transformation into a woman. Um, and Satsuki said, you know, she was so ex- she was she couldn't wait to grow up to be the first one to wear it, but she didn't. She was too young to know what a wedding dress was or what it implied. She didn't know it would require her blood and it would require massive amounts of will to be able to to bend it to, to her will, basically. She didn't know it required, you know, massive amounts of ambition and execution on those ambitions to be able to bend it to her will. I think it's fucking great. It's really good. We know from the beginning that um, Junkets means purity, which I think has a lot of connotations of sort of like the virginal young bride in white. And Junkets is sort of this like, white military style uniform you know its activation requires first blood that has a lot of like hymen breaking implications right um another thing is that like when when satsuki's father speaks we don't actually get him talking we we just get like his his text on the screen yeah um the text superimposed on the screen the way we've seen like um sometimes when people do their little introductions um, their name gets imposed on the screen. Right. Yeah. And coming from her father, I think is also very much like, that's definitely significant. Um, because there's also the, the sort of tradition of a father handing their daughter, like giving their daughter to another man, that giving of their daughter is what transitions her into adulthood in terms of like, Symbolically, I guess. Yeah, we, we will we will have more to say about about the wedding dress later on this episode and throughout the season. So I, th- I think season, yeah. I think we don't need to. Yeah, I think I think we're good. I here. think we're good here. Um, I just I do want to just point out the the contrast of like wide eyed young Satsuki with her older self, where her eyes are kind of half lowered and she's standing at the top of her empire. I think it was very cool. Um, see the difference between who she was as a child and the person that she now has become as she is on the precipice of womanhood and adulthood. Yeah, I'm introducing a new bit, by the way. Uh-huh. 
Um, I'm I'm keeping track of of all of, of Satsuki's little heel taps, and <laughs> and to my best to my best of my ability, like marking like where they happen. Mm-hmm. And this first one was like when she's like pulling herself out of this memory and back into the the mm-hmm. the world where she has dominion over mm-hmm. over Hinoji. Yeah. Um, and think like jumping from where jumping from where she's a kid and and doesn't really understand things to where where she is now. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that was our that was our first Satsuki heel tap of the episode. Of the episode, there've been plenty beforehand, but yeah, I I can't. There's there's no time for me to go back. But mm-hmm. and then we transition. We get the opening. We start again in the classroom. Another lesson on fascism. Yeah. <laughs> Every time it happens, I'm like, <laughs> very good. Yeah, um, Mako's sleeping through this one again. I think that it's. I think there's something interesting to say about like. <laughs> Mako slept through every lesson about, on fascism. Mako sleeping through every lesson on fascism. Yeah, and how, <laughs> especially as Mako like presented as as like Satsuki's understanding of like the common person. Yeah. Um, yeah. Espe- yeah. Mako as a representation of what you know the pigs in human clothing, the masses, the the, the lowest people in society. I do think it's funny. <laughs> I guess there's a little implication there of like. As Satsuki would see it, you know, these people, they're so stupid, they don't even understand, like, the mechanisms of the system they're living under. Right. You know? And then Mako, Mako jumps for Ryuko in the hall, and Ryuko catches her and spins her around. Very important to me. So important. Extremely important. Um, just two episodes ago, Mako ran at her and did the same thing, and Ryuko just dodged her and let her fall into a trash can. Okay, we're two episodes in, and Ryuko's already, like, you know. I know how to handle this girl. You know how to handle this girl. So Mikasugi puts has put a note on Mako's back. Uh, interesting to note, it's pinned there, like with a like as though it's been put into a pin cushion. I'm also, it's pinned there with like a like a pin that you would use to secure fabric before you sew, right? Right. Um, worth noting. Um, basically saying like, hey, meet me in my office and we can talk. Um, and then we get Ryuko Mikasugi's office. Um, and like. The, the first thing he does is be like, oh, you can't be staring at me like that in class. People will notice. Um, and during this, there's a lot of Mikasugi flirting with Ryuko in this scene. How how do you read this? Because um, I have a particular read on it. It's quite generous, but I think at least in this scene, it kind of works. Yeah, I only have the, the bad read of this. So if, if you want to ha- give me your, your best and... Okay. Kindest interpretation of it. My kindest interpretation of this. It's, it doesn't seem like Mikasugi is flirting with Ryuko with the intention of, like, what, what you, how you would normally flirt with a person to, like, communicate romantic intent. It seems like he's trying to provoke her. Like, every time he does it, it seems like he's doing it to provoke her. Because he's, he, he says something... I don't, I don't remember exactly what it is that he says, um, but he says something and Ryuko's had enough and she like throws down her, um, throws down her case and bears the scissor. And as soon as she like points the scissor at his face, he's like, all right, here's what you wanted to know. Like as, after she gets pissed off, he gives her the information. Yeah. It's, it's kind of like he's, um, he's testing her to make sure that she's like, committed in the same way that he that he wants her to be yeah um or even kind of like we know in we know hmm, how do i explain this whenever ryuko has this kind of embarrassed blush sometimes whenever he's like 
you know, flirting with her and making these comments. And it's the same kind of embarrassed blush that we see whenever she's like putting on Senkats in these first three episodes before he's awakened all the way. And it, it, it almost, I don't know, a very charitable read of this would be Mikasugi putting her in a similar, like, embarrassing situation to get her pissed off to like continue to facilitate that 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 angry reaction because he knows that there's a lot of power in that yeah yeah do you want to talk about what mikasugi says about life fibers the exposition he gives um sure basically mikasugi explains that um like the the one star um goku uniforms are have 10 percent life fibers in um sewn into them and 20 um two-star uniforms have 20 percent and so forth and so forth um and her her kamui as 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 he's been calling it is made entirely out of life fibers mm-hmm. yeah that's yeah. pretty much it he also talks about that he was working with ryuko's dad he also hates the tyranny of the kiryuings he set up senkat so that ryuko would fall right on top of him when she like went back to the manor yeah um there 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 was a one point in here, at one point, he says that only the Kiryuans and um, Ishimatoi knows the secret of the life fibers. And he he, all, he goes on to, like, indicate that he might also know more than he's, more than he's willing to let on at this point. Mm-hmm. But, like, doesn't, doesn't clarify on what, what any of that could mean. No. He's, he's feeding Rico, like, little bits of information here and there because... He, he's, I think from, from this, at this point, Mikasugi is definitely kind of playing her like a piece on the board. Maybe the first one he's had on the board, if his opponent is Satsuki in, since he started working at the school. (laughs) Um, Yeah, he is, he is a pawn in someone else's board, but now, but now, um, but now he's got, he's got a piece on the table. He's got his own pawn. Yeah. So what's your, what's your less charitable reading of this? Because I think it's important to give that space as well. I mean, yeah, it, it is just... It is just gross. It is just gross. Yeah. Just um, older man, older older teacher flirting with a student. Yeah, older teacher flirting with a student. Don't don't care for it. No. Um, and there's another point where he says something like, "Whatever you're in, whenever you're here, you can make contact as much as you want." And then Ryuko like almost cuts his dick off with her scissor. Yeah. Hopefully, <laughs> my my interpretation, she does. Yeah, Ryuko cuts his dick off with her scissor, and um, she's like, "I'll." basically threatens to beat the shit out of him he's like you need to work on your sense of humor which to me was like Ugh. Yeah, I, yeah do hate this part sucks it's not fun i think of all the scenes of all the scenes where we get of ryuko and mikasugi in the office this is the one that i'm most willing to give that kind of charitable read but i think it is important to acknowledge the moments where it sucks also <laughs> yeah i i think that both can be true i think both that like true. he can be like trying to anger her as a way to like rile her up but can yeah. also just be gross. Yeah. 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 Real. Yeah. Next scene is Inamura in the sewing club uh, president testing out a five-star Goku uniform. This one's kind of exposition of like, um, we, we see the we see the student getting fitted with it and he transforms into this big, huge monster, goes rampaging. Inamura like subdues him basically. And they're like, well, if, if, if someone couldn't wear a five-star Goku uniform that only has 50% life fibers, how is it that Ryuko can wear one that's 100%, right? And then we get to, then we get to go to the Kiryuin Manor for the first time, which is just kind of like across the bay from Honoji Academy. Satsuki goes there in a helicopter. 
So we go to the Kiryui Manor. As Satsuki's coming in, there are these uniformed servants who, again, all look in face and hair completely identical, lining the halls as she's coming in. The uh, she she goes down to retrieve June cats. Uh, the door opens to its containment chamber, and all this light is kind of backlighting her once again with the the lightest power in the visual language of this is very <laughs> apparent. Um, they love doing that shit with Satsuki. They love it. Also worth noting that the lab was lit in red during the flashback, and now it is lit with blue, which we know is kind of Satsuki's color. Yeah. I, I, th- I thought it was like an, like an orange, like, yeah. uh, like this is a memory type yeah, se- yeah. sepia tones. Yeah, it was um, sepia tone, but now it is that- very firmly, like, blue, like Satsuki's color, Yeah, I think. And um, one, of the, one of the butlers basically tells her, like, oh, you can't put that on, you're not supposed to. And she's like, shut the fuck up! <laughs> Clothing is meant to be worn. Clothing is meant to be worn. We get, we get her theme, um, and just she's, like, covered in spotlights as she's uh, changing into June Cat's. One of the things she says is, um, the butler says, "Are you, you're not really going to try it on. She says, I'm not just trying it on. I'm fulfilling my ambition. So I think in the, I would imagine in the original Japanese, there's probably definitely some wordplay going on here with like putting on clothing, you know? Sure. Yeah. 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 I would like to, to point out an exact quote that I, that I wrote down. Um, the, the butler says, he cannot allow such willful behavior, mm-hmm. um, but that's but that's what Satsuki is. Satsuki, <laughs> Satsuki is willful behavior. Yeah. Um, and she and she's like, no, I'm I'm fulfilling my ambition. Mm-hmm. And even deeper in the symbolism, she cuts her finger on Bakuzan. Yeah. Which we still haven't gotten the explanation of what Bakuzan specifically represents, but when we do, we can come back to this. Um, and she drips the blood on June Cats, and she says like. This this blood is the eternal vow between you and I, the crimson thread of our covenant. Again, tying back into the red thread of fate. Um, motif? Motif. That's you're so smart, baby. So it's tying back into the red thread of thre- red red thread of fate motif. And June Cats gets the blood, it eyes its eyes go wide and it like smacks onto her body. I love the shot that we get of like Bakuzan lying on the ground and then like her foot smears the blood as she's like is as it's uh uh she's putting it on. It's a good shot. Yeah, um I think it's it's interesting how like we get this this very similar scene to when to when Ryuko first puts on Sinkets or when Sinkets is is yeah yeah first makes sure you go put them on yes um and but because i think it's i don't know if it's because of, because of like satsuki representing like empire and strength but like framing framing that scene that's that has like all the same things that junkets is doing to, to satsuki that mm-hmm. that Sinkets did to ryuko um but because it's because it's satsuki it's framed as like this this powerful scene of like um, yeah. Yeah. It's not unexpected and embarrassing. It's like, I am engaging with this thing that I know will be violent and painful, and I'm going to make it bend to my will. Ask not the sparrow how the eagle soars. Ask, yeah. Certified Satsuki moment. Certified Satsuki moment. Certified Satsuki moment for this episode is um, Ask not the sparrow how the eagle soars. Because, yeah, it's a very it's a very good line. It's um, good. Kamui is just clothing and I shall make it bow to my will. It's fucking good, dude. 
It's very good. I love the Goku blast when she puts it on and there's like a fucking beam of light coming out of there. It's so, it's so good. That's why they're Goku uniforms. That's why they're Goku uniforms. I also wanted to mention the, it, 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 it seems like this, Ask Not the Sparrow How the Eagle Soars is based on a Chinese proverb that um, Chen, I want to say Chen Xing, also known as Chen Shi, who was the leader of the uh, Daizang Uprising, which is the first rebellion against the Qing Dynasty in China. Um, this is a quote that's attributed to him. Uh, and originally, at least according to Wikipedia, the original quote is, Alas, how can a little songbird understand the ambitions of a grand swan? So also, so also immediately associating Satsuki with like a warlord who, you know, led this rebellion, um, which I think is very, very fun. Um, yeah. Yeah. Is that, is that all we have to say about that scene? This, I guess we haven't explicitly said that this also reads as kind of like a first period scene in terms of like, this is your first, this is your, the first step in your transition to adulthood. Um, like you said, and it's very, this scene with Satsuki is very different than the one we saw with Ryuko. Um, yeah, I think that's all we have to say about that scene. It's, it's dense. It's very good. Okay. We get a scene with, with Ryuko hanging out in the Monkanchuk household. The immediate contrast of Satsuki's like, manner and all of the like kind of faceless servants that are around her to like this family is also so good it's so important it's so important and they're they're animated in this like goofy ridiculous way as they're like running around the house it's very important to me and whenever mako's mom was like here i have Nico's little pjs you can wear those too and sin gets like glances down at them which is so fun another outfit mm. Mm. Yeah, and then we we get um, Mako and and we 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 get Sinket like shuddering when um, when presumably at the moment when when Junket awakens, awakens mm-hmm. and Mako and Rico like noticing that Sinket has goosebumps on on mm-hmm. him. Also, back backing it up a little bit. Whenever um, whenever Mrs. Mancancho is like, so Mako, Mako told me you saved her and you were. Basically naked. And Rico's like, yeah, pretty much. And she's like, are you... I don't have a problem with it, but like, are you an exhibitionist? And Rico's like, no, I'm not like that at all. The actual quote is, no, I hate being naked. That was super embarrassing. I'm not like that at all. Which is... It's important to me. Which is important considering the rest of the episode. Considering the rest of the episode and everything else that's going to happen. I also love when Mako is like, you look great at PJs, work those jammies. Every time Mako, oh, Mako also says, when, when Mrs. Moncanjo asks if Ryuko's an exhibitionist, Ryuko says no. Mako's like, yeah, she is. She wouldn't do it if she didn't, didn't like it. I want to be an exhibitionist too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Mako has, Mako has such a different, vastly different understanding of the world and the way that it works. The world of this show and it, it it's very important to me. Yeah. Um, we also get another uncomfortable scene. Oh yeah, another gag of the Moncanchoke boys spying on Ryuko, and she like beats the shit out of them. Yeah. 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 Do we have anything to say about that? Really? I don't think so. It's played for laughs. It's another gag. I like that she just. I like that she like beats the shit out of them. Yeah, I, I do like that she beats them up and like ties them up yeah. for, the, for the rest of the night. Yeah. Um, I like that she's allowed to do that even though the gag still kind of sucks. Yeah. Yeah. And then we go to the school. 
Oh yeah, yeah. Then Ryuk was like, "I've got a bad feeling that the I've got a bad feeling about about something," and I think Mako is trying to be dismissive of that, and then mm-hmm. and then we they walk in and immediately there's there's flags everywhere and that there's there's an event to be held upon <laughs> Ryuko's arrival. Yeah. Satsuki has this absolute grand presentation of herself in June Cats. Heel click number two? Heel click number two. Number two, heel click. Um she's descending the stairs to Ryuko's level. She's like, you're going to be my first offering to June Cats. Miku goes, purity, there's nothing pure about you. And then Saksis goes, allow me to show you. And then what but before before she shows, mm-hmm. we get we we don't get a heel click, but we do get her like tapping Bakazan on the ground. Um mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Not 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 the same, but again, just like every time Satsuki has to say something important, she has to make She's sure that it's punctuated. Yeah. Um, she has to punctuate it with like a show of her will, a show of her force. Yeah. Yeah. And then we get Satsuki's transformation. This is the first full transformation that we see. It is. It is. It's so good. I love the full transformation sequence. We don't get it every time, but like the red filling down the like vein and muscle like structures of the Kamoys. Fucking so good every time. Yeah. Life fiber override. Life fiber override. It's also. Jeff, one of the things that I thought was really interesting is that right after Sotsky's transformation, we see the, like, sort of um, same-faced one-star students. They're all, they're all men. They're, like, blushing, and they're applauding her, which is a vastly different reaction than what we see when Ryuko transforms, not only in the previous episodes, but immediately after Im- this. Immediately, in the same scene. Yeah, yeah. there's these, like, cartoonish-looking guys who are all, like, drooling and gawking at her. So, like, the respect that is immediately shown to Satsuki whenever she does this transformation and gets naked versus people, like, leering at Ryuko, absolutely yes. worth noticing. Yes, I'm so, I'm so glad you mentioned that because uh-huh. it's just, like, it's just night and day. Again, again this same, similar to, like, what I was saying before about about comparing the, the like, the, the first Junket scene with, yep. like, oh, when... When Satsuki does it, it's it's for the Empire, uh-huh. and it's and it's powerful. But when but when Ryuko does it, she's a slut. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. I I think this is a good time to to posit my my Junkets thesis, I suppose. Junkets thesis. Junkets thesis. So Junkets, in the symbolism of the show, it, it represents a lot of things. But the big one to me is that Junkets is purity it is the ideal adult female body and everything that that would represent and everything that that would communicate so it is the ideal sexuality it is the ideal gender presentation that the fascist state glorifies and upholds it is the purest example of this is what a woman is right this is what a mature adult woman is beneath the fascist state sure sexy powerful worthy of respect, right? And then when Ryuko does it, it's it's very different. Um, I'm excited to talk about Ryuko's transformation scene a little bit later. But can, you, can you hand me your water real quick? You want some water? I need some water. Pause for a water break. Hey, listeners at home, you should drink some water too if you haven't recently. 
So then we get Ryuko's transformation sequence. Or we... Or we... I, 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 I want to get to that later. There's some, there's some other stuff I want to touch on first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go um, for it, go for it. <laughs> when they're walking towards each other, and Inamuna goes, Their willpower created a concussive blast! Fucking so good. Bite Bite him! Blast! Um, <laughs> once again, just like, the, the force of their willpower butting against each other creates a physical reaction within the world, right? Which is so, so fun to me. I love how much everything just lives in the physicality of the world. You know, concepts, ideas, symbols, names. <laughs> People's <laughs> names are big block letters that you can interact with. Have we gotten any of that yet? And We haven't seen anyone interacting with the text yet. I think Mako's the first one that does it. Again, the, the fight scene is so fun to watch. The weight of the blows feels great. Satsuki goes in there with a little 3D model and just walks up the side of the building. Yeah, I, I love how Satsuki's anime in that shot where, where she's just mm -hmm. like, she takes a single step and is moved like 40 feet. Yeah. And is moving directly up a vertical. It's fucking good. It's fucking good. The 3D animation obviously doesn't age as well as some of the other stuff, but I still think it rules. <laughs> I think it, I actually, I think it ages better. It's so fun. It's so fun. Satsuki's turned the world into 3D just so that she can get from one place to another. Um, <laughs> also, as they fight their way, like, through the school, they have, they have a lot of great quotes. What, one of the Satsuki quotes that I love is she goes, you're nothing, just a mindless lump, just a lump of mindless flesh squeezed into a kamui. I've mastered the art of wearing my kamui, of wearing Junkets. Um, and again, we get the kamui is god robe, divine right to rule. Very good. Satsuki thinks so so little of Ryuko because, you know, even even with all the power that the, her Kamui has granted her, Ryuko can't access even a, a fraction of it. And then we get some Senkets um, of him saying, I can't be worn by you unless I drink your blood. Um, he says, when you wear me and I am worn by you, that is when our power manifests, but you have yet to truly wear me. Um, so again, I think that, I think that would translate into more Potentially more fun wordplay in the original Japanese, but I'm I'm clocking that these are things that mean like when I am worn by when you wear when you are wearing me and when I am worn by you like I guess the oh, now I'm gonna have to prove how little I know about grammar like the actor of the sentence is different each time so like it implies kind of input from both of them so when you wear me Ryuko is doing the action of wearing. And when I am worn by you, so Senkets is doing the action, that's when it happens. Um, so it, it kind of requires participation from both parties. Right. Um, and then Ryuko gets knocked out of the building, and Senkets untransforms so that Ryuko won't pass out. Yeah, Ryuko's like, she's tapping out, Senkets, I'm, mm -hmm. I, take me back. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Senkets, let's get out of here. Senkets, where the fuck are we? <laughs> So yeah, she untrans, uh, which I think is really sweet because uh, this is another moment where we see the relationship between Ryuko and Senkets is so different from Satsuki's relationship with Junkets. They don't even have like they don't talk to each other. Junkets not, doesn't talk. Certainly not that we've seen. No, not that we've seen. Junkets does not speak. It is something that Satsuki puts on and bends to her will. Whereas Ryuko and Senkets are like they're in it together, right? So. Um, yeah, Ryuko says, <laughs> Satsuki's kind of taunting her. Ryuko says, not sure how I feel like laughing at me. How, not, mm, 
Not sure how I feel about you laughing at me in your exhibitionist getup. And Satsuki's like, please. Do you have anything to say about this? I feel like I've been talking a lot. Oh, um, I, I love this. I don't, I don't have the exact quotes here mm-hmm. for, for this one, but it's just like, I love how, she, how, you know, the shot is of her, like, she's talking about how, like, her, she's, she's willing to, to, like, show her, show her body to accomplish her goals. And yeah. that, and this is just the tool that it takes. Yeah. And, on, and, yeah, and we're getting, like, increasing, like, zoom in shots of, of, like, her tits. Yeah. Yeah. She says, like, to unleash the most power, this is the form a comedy must take. You cling to the puritanical views of the masses, which, which proves how inferior you are. Um, and Satsuki says, like, I will not be ashamed. I will do whatever it takes. You know, and again, this is like, Satsuki has overcome that initial embarrassment that Ryuko has still yet to overcome because she, she says, it doesn't matter. I will, I will face this. I will move past this for the sake of my ambition. And then and she then- says, like, I, she's like, I will bear my breasts for I know my actions are utterly pure. Right. And then we get Mako. Hallelujah. Come on, Ryuko, get naked. Come on, Ryuko. You're not inferior to Lady Satsuki. Your boobs are way bigger than hers. Marco's literally like, you got a slamming body, so rip off all your clothes and get naked. My whole family was talking about how big your boobs are. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Man. And this and this is why Ryuko's transformation is a fucking coming out scene. That's why. So, Satsuki goes to, like, smack down Ryuko and, like, cut through Mako to get to her. And once again, Ryuko blocks Mako. Ryuko transforms back to... to... To save Mako. To save Mako. And Satsuki's like, what is this nonsense? Ryuko's like, it's not nonsense at all. Like, Ryuko understands that, like, because Mako's worldview to her is so much more understandable than, like, any of the bullshit that Satsuki's saying. She's like, no, I get it. And then we get her transformation sequence. First one. Yeah. This is a fucking coming out scene, man. This is, this is a coming out scene? This is a coming out scene to me. There will be others later, but this is this is a huge coming out scene to me. Because if, to me, here's the Suncat's thesis. Can I get it in the Smash Announcer voice? Suncat's thesis! Thank you. If Junecats is the idealized female body, idealized woman's relationship to her body, as the fascist state upholds and promotes it, Suncat's is Senkatz's queerness, a queer understanding of the body, a queer relationship to the body, queer gender, queer sexuality. I mean, we mentioned before, like, you know, we have Ryuko and Senkatz who are like, you know, Ryuko's a girl and Senkatz is voiced by a dude. Um, he's a piece of clothing, so hard to, hard to gender your clothing. But this is a very clear, like, if Senkatz is going to relate, re- like represent Ryuko's body and Ryuko's relationship to her body, you know, this is, it, it, it seems quite obvious to me from the beginning that like, this is Ryuko's relationship to queerness as she understands it through the lens of her body. She says, uh, putting on a kamui be- means becoming one with you. It means you becoming one with me. It's so good. Do you have anything to say about the transformation sequence and, and, and et cetera? Um, just say I love it. Um, this this is this is life fiber synchronized. As life opposed, fiber synchronized. As opposed to life fiber override, which is mm-hmm. what um, Satsuki does. Mm-hmm. I love the I love that when Ryuko does this. The re- I don't remember if 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 it does it to this extent in the first time she the first couple times she transforms, 
But in this one, the red streak in her hair goes to being like red underlights in her hair. Yeah, I, th- I think I think that's new. I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure that's that's. It new. is. De- it is a moment in the transformation sequence that we get to see like zoomed in on. Yeah, which I think is fun. And then the the um. When everyone's looking at her doing this transformation, Mako's just this elated face with this little blush. So important to me. So important. So important. Also, the song that's playing here is Sanbika, um, which is by the same artist that did the opening. Okay. Noting. This plays, like, I think one or two other times throughout the show, but it's, it's, it's a pretty rare one. I think we also, like, we also get a similar transition to what we saw in episode one from these kind of, like, ogling shots of Ryuko to just, like... She has jets on her back, <laughs> just blasting forward. Yeah, we we get we get shots with like the the Ryuko Satsuki fight here, and like to me it's it it's the pauldrons in particular on both of their on both their outfits. They look like Ava's. This is I mean you know they look like Max. They, they, they look- are shaped like Max, like Ava's specifically, but. Those are Max. Those girls are Max. Those are girls are in Max, Your Honor. Sometimes a girl, sometimes a girl going through puberty can be such a Mac. Ryuko also, again, to my thesis of Senkatsu's queerness, Ryuko talks about I was rejecting you out of embarrassment, but now that now that we're now that we're one, it's working, you know. And it, and there's this shot of like zooming in on her and then zooming in on her and Senkatsu where their eyes are like smashed right together. So important. Uh, so important. Yeah. They are one. That's queerness, baby. That's queerness, baby. That's becoming one with your body. And it's fucking powerful. It's it's maybe not yet powerful to totally topple the fascist state, but just that first expression of it is enough for her to fight back against Satsuki. Right? And this is this is the this is the kill a kill thesis. Well, one part of it. Can I get it? Kill a kill thesis. Thank you. A part of the thesis of this show to me is that we all must, like, okay, I want to say we all must, but the, like, we must, no. Kill a kill thesis. Take two. <laughs> part of what this show is talking about to me is weaponizing queerness against the fascist state because queerness will always be something that it seeks to stamp out, that it's, se- that, like, is inherently antithetical to what the fascist state wants to promote. Uh, the power of owning your body and taking pride in that and who you are and bearing yourself before the world is enough that Ryuko beats, is beating back the person who's at the top of the chain, right? Right. So important to me. Um, yeah, a couple a couple moments in this fight that we do have to talk about. The mm-hmm. first... The first uh, let, let me know. If, let, me, let me know if I'm skipping ahead. But, but like the first big one that I need to talk about is um, when when Ryuko and Senkets are like, "All right, let's do it." Decapitation. Decapitation. Mode. Cut off their heads. Cut off their heads. Cut off their heads. Um, so fucking good. They just know how to do that now. <laughs> they just they just know how to do that. They just know. Um, and they they almost do it. They, it's only because Satsuki is able to like. Dodge. Bend back. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we get our our third Satsuki heel tap of the night, if you'll allow me to count this one, where she's able to like recover from this fight and and mm-hmm. um, recover from this blow. Re- recover yeah. from this near deadly blow and, 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 and bring this fight back like 
to get to an ending that she wants. And she looks excited, too. Like, she's smiling when she comes back out. She's like, now it's gotten interesting. Yeah. And we get a little bit more fighting, and this ultimately results. Do you want, do you want to talk about the, the last thing in this fight? Um, how this fight ends? Another instance of, uh, before that, the, them, like, getting in close with the, with, like, their blades crossed, and both of their Conways are just expelling, like, jet engines out the back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they, like, slam their heads together, and then the eyes of their Conways slam together. Again, the parallels. It's, it's so good. Um, Ryuko just punches her, which is so good. Yeah, Ryuko so, just punches her. Satsuki just just kicks just Ryuko. Kicks her. Yeah, and then they they go in for this like big final blow that then explodes and then sucks back in and explodes again. People just flying everywhere, getting, <laughs> getting sucked back into the the eye of the storm and then getting blown out again a second time. It's so funny. It's, <laughs> it's so good. Oh, and then we get we get the shot of them just standing like blade to blade. Again, they look like Ava's. <laughs> These yeah. girls are shaped. These girls are shaped in ways. Yeah, I love when they're drawn like that. It's so important. Me, a guy who's real normal about mecha fiction, so important when they're drawn like mechs. Mariko goes to a knee. She's the one who has lost this fight. Is there another part that you wanted to talk about before we end the fight? Um, no, that that's that is that is where I want to be right now. Yeah, yeah. And bas- basically, they come to a sort of an, an agreement. Yeah. Satsuki, Satsuki basically says, I, I'm, I'm going to, to throw every, every club at you. Ryuko says, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to smash all of them. I'm going to destroy your empire and I'm going to rub your face in it. Yeah. To Satsuki's like, fucking try. Yeah, go ahead. This is my empire. Go this ahead. Is- She's like, every, every club is going to be after your head after this. Which is very good. I don't know how much. Um, this this also to me very much reads like Satsuki is happy to sharpen her empire on the point of Ryuko's blade and to sharpen herself. She is happy to let that make her stronger. Absolutely. Right? And there's this great shot at the very end of like the the like you see all the like two stars of the clubs and the three stars and then Satsuki on top and Ryuko's pointing at them with the scissor and there's the single glint of light coming off of the scissor that like single burst of power from her so good it's yeah and the red versus blue coloration in this episode is also very significant in this scene too where we see Satsuki lit mostly in blue and Ryuko lit in red. Yeah, lots of, lots of shots, both both at, right at the beginning of this fight and right at the end of, like, Satsuki coming, walking down on her steps and, like, mm-hmm. staring down at Ryuko, and Ryuko has to look, is forced to look up at Satsuki to, mm-hmm. to, to meet her gaze. Mm-hmm. Um, and again... Even in, in the opening, too, we see this. Satsuki's looking down and Ryuko's looking up. Yeah. Oh, and th- we, we did get a fourth um, heel click when, when, Sa- when Satsuki's, like, climbing the stairs back up mm-hmm. to her... Tower, Tower, dais. Tower, yeah, her, her, her fortress of solitude. Mm-hmm. Oh, baby. Another shot of Ryuko and Senkets' eyes right next to each other now that they've, they're, they're becoming one with each other. So, yeah. yeah. And the very last thing we get is Mikasugi is wondering why Satsuki's going to make the students fight Ryuko. Oh, we didn't. There was another Mikasugi thing that you mentioned. Mikasugi moment. Um, yeah, when 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 Ryuko starts losing the fight, 
Um, yeah. <laughs> and Mikasugi like starts to climb out the window. What? What? What is this? What is this one guy planning to do to to Satsuki Kiryuin? What are you even? Pl- what are you? Are he, you? Because we we know at this point, like he's like, I hate the tyranny of the Kiryuins. I want to work against them. And I'm like, there's no way you were gonna try to go on after Satsuki. That that will just get you killed. What you are, will just die. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It's, I I, I want to know what was going in the, through his head. When yeah, he I want to know what was going. Starting his to head. climb out the window, yeah. and then it's like, could have been going to save Ryuko. Could have been ready to leave. Could have just been like, well, I'm I'm done watching. Anyways, yeah. yeah. Um. All right. Is that is that is that everything for this episode? That seems like everything. We have got 54 minutes of raw audio. This is the densest episode. It's so good. Do we want to talk no. about music at all now that we're here at the end? I don't. I don't have anything to say about the music. To yeah. be honest, I don't. It's great. We get "Don't Lose great. Your Way." Get Satsuki's theme. Yeah, I have to use the bathroom. All, all the music. All the music that I want to hear is is in there. Yeah. And yeah, right after this, we'll be we'll be talking about episode what? Now you thought this episode was good? Just just you wait. It's time for No Tardies Day. Listen, I'm sure we're gonna have. I'm sure you're you're looking at your podcast app right now, and you're only halfway through this episode because we've got another we've got so much hour to say about. To no say about Day. Yeah, yep. yep. There's definitely stuff to say there. There's a lot to say about No Tardy's Day. All right. See you in a bit. We'll be right back. Hello, Victoria. Hi, Ramona. We're back. Welcome back. Welcome um, back. It's time to talk about my favorite episode. <laughs> a fit, the only fitting successor to episode three. You think so? Yeah, I do think so. We are talking episode four, Dawn of a Miserable Morning. Vic, do you want to um, give us the episode summary? Or do you yes. Wanna... It's no tardies day, and Ryuko and Mako uh, have to make it through a deadly obstacle course to get all the way from uh, Hono Town up to the school uh, before the first bell rings where they'll be kicked out of Hanoji Academy. And that's what happens. They, they do the obstacle course. They make a friend, except for not really. And they, they get up and they make it to class before the bell rings. Yeah, this is... This is like the closest thing to a filler episode that the show has. I think it's the only filler in the show. We'll have to we'll have to kind of watch that as we go through and see if we can spot any other filler episodes. But I think this is really the only one. Yeah. So an interesting thing. Um, this episode opens with Ryuko having a nightmare about Senkats being cut up to pieces, which I thought was interesting, and I'll say no more about that. But it turns out he's just being washed by Mako's mom. Um, and Ryuko's like, um, excuse me, ma'am, please be gentle. Um, she's so polite. She's so polite. And that's one of the things that I love about her. I don't know that we've talked a whole lot about like the, some of the particular anime tropes that, um, this show uses. Um, but Ryuko is absolutely like the, you know, kind of bad girl, badass, delinquent, transfer student, um, but she's also so polite, <laughs> and I love that about her. She's so sweet. She's so sweet. And we get other tropes in this, of course, too, like the sort of all-powerful student council, and Mako is like the silly best friend character. But I do appreciate that this show is always looking at, like, turning its tropes on its head. So even the, you know, like, badass, 
transfer student delinquent girl is really polite. <laughs> yeah. It's very sweet. It's very sweet. One of my first notes is that is that like Mako is um gets distracted by Ryuko treat talking about Sinkets like they're like he's a real person. Mm-hmm. Um and has the line, ah, I totally forgot to keep panicking. Yeah, I wrote that one down too. It's so good. This is the first time we learned that only Ryuko can hear Senkets. Yeah. Which is interesting. And Mako's like, what's a Senkets? Did you give your uniform a name? You must be really lonely. <laughs> Which is funny because, like, she is. <laughs> Even in Mako's, like, re- absolute ridiculousness, she sees so quickly to, like, the truth of things. Right. And I think, and I also really appreciate that about her. We get the line, Senkets, when he's, when he's being ironed by, by Mrs. Makanchoke. He's like, Ryuko's abandoned me. And then it's like, oh, this, this feels so nice. I just, I just thought that's, that's fun. Um, but by the, by the way, like Ryuko is in too much of a hurry to like take Senkets to, to school with her. Yeah. 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 That's another, that's another, that's episode. another important part of the episode is that she's. Senkets she, being washed and has to dry. Um, and so he's not ready for her to wear yet. So the Monconchokes will bring it to her on her way to school. So she's wearing her jammies. <laughs> she's wearing her jammies the whole episode. Which are so good. I love the little bunny PJs. They're so important to me. They're so good. I just I just wanted to point out that when when um, Ryuk and Mako like they rush out the door and they and they like fall into like this sea of, of students and um, so, somehow we, we cut away and then cut back and Ryuko and Mako have like Climbed aboard the the scissor the scissor blades case mm-hmm. and are using it like a like a boat to to get through the the ocean of, of mm-hmm. children. <laughs> it's very good. I love the way this one is animated. It's I honestly th- they take a lot of like animation shortcuts in this one. Every single one of them is so like charming to me. They're, it's cute. It's silly. Yeah, they're all they're all just really fun, especially like. Um, coming off of episode three where like yeah. everything was so intense and so powerful and so like well animated it's it's so good to just have like a little a little cutesy episode where, a little silly time a yeah. little silly fun time yeah you were talking um this was this was in the previous um episode of our podcast but you mentioned mm-hmm. how much you love every like three pixel yeah, <laughs> and and this this episode it's full of them. Full of them. Three pixel Ryuko drawn in five minutes. I love them every single one. And then we we get the title screen and we get the we get um Mako's little hallelujah sound mm-hmm. effect. Um, I I guess it's it, it might be more of a, a. It's like baked into the music, I think. Yeah. Yeah. This is the first OP that we get where Ryuko and Satsuki are fighting at the end. Yeah, this is certified Satsuki moment. Is is that um. Ryuko and Satsuki are, are fighting, mo- primarily because this is the only amount of Satsuki that we get in this episode. One thing that I, a little detail that I just adored is that when, as they're fighting and like their swords are hitting each other, the blue sky background like tears open to reveal a red background. Fucking good, dude. It's fucking good. Yeah, and it's it's related to like this this image of like all the 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 people like threaded together and grasping their hands at one yeah. another and it's it's mm-hmm. it's really good it's good stuff we'll talk more about this later we will we will discuss this more mm-hmm. next year yeah 
So then the, then the episode proper starts, and Gamagori shows up in this little fucking tank. <laughs> Do you have any notes about that? Yes. So at one point, he's, he's, he's talking about like how Ryuko's dressed. I might be skipping ahead a little bit here. But he's talking oh, yeah, about how, um, how Ryuko's dressed and how, how she's wearing pajamas. And um, <laughs> he, ca- he calls her a, a disgrace to, to Lady Satsuki. A moral insult and moral insult like flashes up on the screen mm-hmm. and if I had an infinite amount of time I would I would go and research like what the what that the original Japanese was and how mm-hmm. and how that um, does he say mortal insult or moral insult I think it's mortal mortal insult yes yeah. did, I say, did I say moral you said moral which is It'll a different word don't worry baby I caught you I didn't get this English degree for nothing and then Mako has her little hallelujah and she gets love this when she does her little hallelujah she goes from the sea of students to standing up on the tank with Gamagori and I'm like yeah fucking exert your power you silly little girl and she's like do you not know about pajama is like no I sleep in the nude <laughs> this whole episode is so fucking funny yeah this is this is such a, a throwaway silly line however I do I, I did write down here um Hey, what? Hey, what's it mean for the fascist state that con- that controls its population through clothing? That one of the people in in like a position of power doesn't wear doesn't wear pajamas? Huh? Doesn't think- wear pajamas? Hmm. Interesting. I mean, real, real. I'm connecting the dots. You haven't connected <laughs> shit. Um, no, no. You've connected it. You've connected it. Um. <laughs> They're all drawn so charmingly. Gamagori, there's this one shot where Gamagori's all a little fucking cable car and his head takes up the whole thing. It's so good. Um, so in in, in that... Um, Gamagori explains what's happening. Yeah, he Gamagori, explains in a tardy stay. Yeah, Gamagori explains what's happening um, and basically that the the, the first um, siren went off at 4 a.m. when the when the course started um, and then they've got until 8.30, so four and a half hours to like get to school on time and if they don't they will be expelled an interesting thing that um ryuko says in this conversation she's gonna bust through all of them which is the thing that she said um at the end of episode three when she was talking about um defeating everyone um in satsuki's empire in satsuki's empire um but she says it this time in reference to to all all of the traps that have been set mm-hmm. on this obstacle course mm-hmm Something, something, all the barriers to um, rising to a new status in society that the top imposes upon the proletariat, you know, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I get it. Yeah, you got it. It's all, me- it's all a metaphor. The spike traps and the fucking boiling pits and the alligators and everything. And then we get to meet, we get to meet our, our, um little like episode episode special character we meet classmate Maiko what do you think about her I I think she's a lot of fun um this is another black rose lieutenant character this is another black rose lieutenant character Mm -hmm. I really like her design her red eyes are really like interesting they're very striking um and of course she is she she has her arm in a cast she is a she's a she's a no-star student who has been injured on the course and cannot make it up to the top and she's kind of being really dramatic about how much pain she's in. And then Mako's like, oh, oh my gosh, we gotta help you. Uh, and then she's like, no, no, just leave me. And Ryuko's like, yeah, it makes sense. All right, good luck. And then <laughs> she, uh, Maiko kind of turns on the turns on the act a little bit. And Ryuko's like, ah, all right, okay. 
she also says specifically, um, you're a girl who doesn't give up and I gotta respect that. Yeah. That's a fun line. She loves to save a girl in trouble. I get it. What a prince. I think it is sweet that Ryuko wants to help Maiko out. Also, I have another note under here right after saying um, this is a this is a Black Rose character. This is an Anami episode. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, this is an Anami episode for mm-hmm. Which doesn't doesn't not mean a filler episode, but it's a There's also stuff. Yeah. If you're gonna if you if you're if you're like us and you brought your shovel, boy howdy are there things to dig into. Um <laughs> God. They love doing their like little repeated gags in this episode. Um, so the as as they're making their way through the obstacle course, Mako's dad, brother, and guts uh, keep trying to come to deliver Senkats to Ryuko. Um, but every time they get close, uh, Maiko will fall down and pull Ryuko's pants down, and then all of the guys like start gushing blood out of their nose, and then they skid and like die, <laughs> like crash into a wall and die. <laughs> Yeah, um, this happens three times. <laughs> we we get we get um, every every time that she like grabs and, and pulls and, and we get we get uh, Ryuka panty shot. We get um, the little hallelujah sound effect too, which is <laughs> yeah. ridiculous. I think it is also worth noting that the the panty shots aren't like super gratuitous in ways that we see a lot, especially later in the show, like in, during the transformation sequence, especially where it's like, you can see, you can see where her butt cheeks start. Um, they're kind of like very quickly drawn, so they don't feel super like leery to me, or like leering, I guess. Yeah. The right word. Yeah, it's, it seems very just like, the, the, the thing to watch isn't the actual penny shot, but it, it, is, it is how... Um, every person of the the Mankanshuk family mm-hmm. is just like instantly destroyed by it. Yeah, is is just mm-hmm. like upheaved. Upheaved. That's upheaved. Not a word. That's yeah. Not a word, isn't no, it? I like that. It's up. That, yeah, they're all upheaved by it. Upheaved by it. I like this. We're inventing new language on this show. So the, so we get like a montage of of the three of them like getting through different obstacle courses um there's there's some crocodiles Mm -hmm. there's there's a there's like a a boiling red stew pot there's yeah there's there's a big big thing of chili that gamagori's (laughs) making for for his family of giant giant men and women um and we and we also get one where mako finds a thing of cheese yeah she finds she finds a trail of cheese (laughs) and and it leads to like a little um, like a little mouse trap where you, where the mouse mm-hmm. like would knock over the the thing and then get trapped in the thing. Um, but Ryuko saves her because because she all that's what she always does. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just it she, doesn't do anything to her. It just drops a pie on her face. It just drops a pie on her face. It's so funny. Um, and the thing that that Mako says after. Ryuko gets up and has pie all over her face. Is Mako's like, "Can I lick your face?" I, I, I just, I just need the record to show. We just need the record to state that Mako did ask to lick her face. <laughs> we, just need, we just need to make a note of that. Not, not to, not to be, not to be gay on me, but, 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 but. <laughs> this show is being gay on me, Ma- baby. But, but, but. But this show, this one's this one's got girls in this it, and, girls and they're in it. and they're licking each other's faces off screen. They are they are licking each other's faces off screen. They had to they had to get the, the cream off somehow. 
I have a, a note. They so they, they, there's a little break like between traps where um, they see a bunch of students who are conducting a pseudo homeroom where it's like the students who have given up on getting to the top are um, like sitting like zombies and taking roll call. That sure is something. What do you think that is? I don't know what it, I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is, and I'm not gonna sit here speculating on like what I think it mean truly means. I think it's a joke. Um, that sure is something. Yeah, we could we could we could sit here and speculate on like trying to emulate trying society to, yeah. when, when you when you've been kicked out of it. Yeah. Um, but creating smaller structures of power. Um, where you can exert your own will uh, when you're in a like very low place in the overall societal structure. Yeah, but I don't think that's really what this is. I think this I think is it's just a joke. joke. <laughs> it's just a joke. <laughs> this one, this one's not that deep. <laughs> However, the armor-plated school bus. <laughs> so they make it. So so they they make it out of Hunter Town, right? They get up to the 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 place where the one-star students live. This is also the first time we're seeing like. Settings aside from the slums and the school, right? So we're in the place where the one stars live. Um, and they have an armored school bus that they can drive through a minefield to get to school. Yeah. And the girls uh, kick, kick all of them out, steal the bus. <laughs> do, you, do you have this line? Because I, I, have to, I, have to, I have to quote this line. What's the line? Um, the, the line is when Ryu... So when, so when Ryuko is like... Maiko, do you, do you have a license to drive? Yeah. Um, Maiko replies, the Kiryuan family owns everything in Honotown. Unless the Lady Satsuki says otherwise, I don't need a license to drive. Um, and I... <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's fascism. That's fa- not, not to just Not to beat a dead fascist horse, but like... <laughs> huh. That's... That's authoritarianism, sure is. Not to take my own swing at the fascist horse, but there's also a lady who's like breastfeeding a baby as she's watching the um, bus drive off, and she like picks up a radio to call in that like the some no star students have stolen a bus, and the guy on the other end is like, ah, oh, you have uh, permission to eliminate with extreme prejudice, and she's like, okay, and pulls out a machine gun, and I'm like, that this is also fascism. <laughs> You're doing it. Yeah. Woof. And then they drive they drive the bus up to the top. There's a machine gun inside it <laughs> that Mako gets to man as they're being like shot at from all the civilians who live here. Um, <laughs> and Mako gets to man the machine gun. Yeah, Mako's firing it and there's just these massive explosions of color everywhere. Yeah. Um, again, not 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 to push my gay agenda onto the gay onto the already gay That's show. The gay show. But... <laughs> they also um, they I think they do something to launch the car up to the school. Like completely bypassing the two star district. Yeah, I think I think that um, they get they get hit with like an RPG or something and yeah. and just like go flying, but somehow in the correct direction. Yeah, it plays that song, the one that's not Claire de Lune, but it's like na 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 na, you know the one. Yeah, yeah, it's very good, and it just cuts in between like this car flying and like a close up shot of their face screaming. Um, yeah, that's right, because they, they drive the bus through the gates and the sides get shaved off. That happened to my girl, Lieutenant Tenjo. That happened to my girl, Anthony Hemimio. <laughs> Not to keep bringing it back to the other gay show, but we're going to keep doing this. Um. <laughs> we're, we're going to ha- we're gonna have uh, an episode in the middle of the season where we just, where we just 
talk about how this is how Utena is. We're just gonna <laughs> how Utena is. We're just gonna talk about it. We're gonna have one episode where we stop and talk about Utena, and it's gonna last fifteen. No, how many episodes of the Utena are there? Like 32, 42 there's, or something. There's forty episodes of. We're gonna. It's gonna. It's gonna be one episode. I'm doing air quotes, and it's gonna last forty episodes, and then we'll come back around to kill a kill. <laughs> And then we'll be able to really analyze the text. Okay, anyways. Um. <laughs> I, that's not going to happen. What's going to happen is that three years from now, we're going to we're gonna tackle the, the text itself. Oh my God. If we do 10, it's going to take fucking forever. Now, that, now that's the one where we're <laughs> going to keep digging in and it'll never stop getting deeper. <laughs> anyways, back to this show. Um, they get to the top of the school and this, I think this is the first time we hear Mako's theme, which is, oh, what's it called? Let me see. Light your heart up. Light your heart up. That's it. You get to hear "Light Your Heart Up" for the first time, which is such. I love that song. It's so good. It's such a Mako theme. Um, and we get we get these like yay happy victory shots. So there's like a little Polaroid of all the girls, and like Ruka was so happy to have another friend. She was so happy to have another friend. Yeah, she was so happy. However. However, Maiko Ogure re- reveals that her true identity is Maiko Ogure. She's in charge of trap development. Mm-hmm, the disciplinary committee. Um, and her, she's like an undercover agent who spies on students. This is also fascism. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, we, we skipped this earlier, but there's a shot of, of Gamaguri like, coming to, to look, on, look on the trap department to see oh, if yeah. everything's going correctly. And... No one's there, and it seems like someone in particular isn't there, and that person mm-hmm. was was Maiko. Mm-hmm. And she reveals that like her her original her goal was to um, stop uh, uh, Ryuko from getting to school, so she'd be expelled, and also to steal her kamui. Yeah, she she talks about how um, if she's able to steal Senkets, she would be able to like ascend, um, and is speculating like. I could I could be on tier with with all the other elite four. No no I could I could ascend past Satsuki herself and and be in charge of all of Hanoji Academy. So she she steals Senkats when guts when guts tries to bring Senkats to Ryuko. We get that we get one more panty shot. Yeah um, yeah it is much more clearly intentional this time. Yeah the the, the others were probably also intentional. But, yeah I'm certain. But um but, but now we know that that this is that she has been doing this not not for the fan service but uh-huh. but to delay um uh-huh. Ryuko. Yeah. She puts on Senkets and she gets the um she gets the she gets the synchronization right on the first try and Senkets is like I'm so sorry Ryuko this girl has no shame. But Senkets is on upside down which <laughs> It's so silly. It's so silly. Uh, also, just like, not to not to keep bringing it back to like all the 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 animation skips that they do, mm-hmm. but like, um, she picks she takes off her clothes as if her entire outfit was like a single PNG yeah. that, that she <laughs> that she dragged off of off of her and then dragged um, Sinket onto her body. Sinket's dot PNG. PNG mm-hmm. onto her body, and it's just it's just. It's, it's just so fun. good. <laughs> I think she. What is? Does she go to like punch Mako or something? Because Mako tries to do like a little hallelujah. Um. Yeah, she she says um, if it means being top dog, she's she would gladly take off all her clothes. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and is like excited to like test out her new her new strength mm-hmm. um and goes to punch Mako and Sinkets just freezes up. Mm-hmm. Um and she's and she's stuck in place and and then she goes flying around the screen, which is so funny. Yeah, and then she is she is she is dragging Maiko PNG mm-hmm. <laughs> back and forth, trying trying to like get her her body from not being like this isn't a thing that makes sense in the world and in, in like the no, real world. She's trying but, to like unfreeze her body. Yeah, and but she's just like bouncing around, and then mm-hmm. um and then Rico. Fucking knocks the shit out of her. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, I guess it has too much starch in it, you dumbass. It's so good. There's another line that Ryuko has where she says, like, if there's one thing I can't stand, it's a liar. Which I think is particularly interesting. Making note of that. But yeah, I love Michael just flying around the screen. So Ryuko uh, punches Maiko, takes Senkets back, um, and then... And then the, they, they go out to school in the end. No, not quite. Um, Mako runs into um, a uh, a fake wall with a painting of the school on it, like like Mm -hmm. she's Wiley Coyote, (laughs) Um, and rips it up to to realize that they aren't actually at the school. They're in the last trap. Um, Begin at the beginning is what Mm -hmm. is what Mako calls it, and and. She she activates it and this platform that they're on starts flying back towards towards Honotown. Down the big like spiral thing that encircles Honotown. So I guess I know what that's for now. Yeah, that that that, that was specifically designed Does for it. this. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's very good. And Rico's like, okay, well tell me how to stop it. And Micah's like, well, I'm gonna kill myself. <laughs> Rico's like, no, don't do that. Like, even even after Michael betrayed them and is like you know, sitting them back to the beginning and, like, you know, consigning her to this fate. Ryuko is still, like, reaching out for her to, like, stop her from jumping off. Because she's a good girl. Yeah. Um, but Maiko does jump off um, and reveals, no, she's got a parachute. Just um, kidding. <laughs> just kidding. We're safe. And Ryuko and Maiko get launched back down to the start. Um, and then Maiko is, like, kind of hiding in the, um, like, the, the big spirally bridge-looking thing. Um, and doing a little monologue about, oh, well, that was a bust. Oh, well, I'll just go back to what I was doing. And then Gamagori shows up. Yeah, Gamagori has has heard everything that Maiko said. Um, and she has committed the capital offense of of desiring to be more important in, this, in the hierarchy than Satsuki herself. And he expels her right on the spot. Mm-hmm. Again, again, not... Not to not to beat the dead fascist horse, but <laughs> but but that's yeah yeah, and then we never see her again, <laughs> ever yeah, ever. She got expelled. She, got she expelled. was gone. Um, so Ryuko and Mako are down back at the bottom. Um, Ryuko has senkets. Um, she activates life fiber synchronization. Um, we get this like sped up transformation, which I think is also funny. Yeah, she is in such a hurry right now. They have like four minutes until um mm-hmm, until, the bell until rings. the bell rings. They take the they they they're down where the cable car um for the for the like uh like two and three star students is uh and they hijack the cable car <laughs> and they just send it hurtling up towards the school um. 
and it Ryuko like cuts the wire that it's on so that they don't stop at the station. They just go flying in. Um, and then we get a shot of like Mikasugi taking role and right as he calls Ryuko's name, the um uh the like the cable car crashes in through the window and all the students are just in a pile on the other side. And then we get this great shot of Mikasugi who's just watching as we hear the sound effect of Ryuko like getting out, walking over, getting a desk, putting it down, and sitting down. He's like, uh, Ryuko Matoi, and she's there. And Mako's already asleep. But they made his glass. That's the episode. There's a, there's a couple things in there that I wanted to mention mm-hmm. when they are trying to to get the gondola. Um, Ryuko like holds this one star student at knife point and it's at scissor blade point, um, and gets him to to send it into overdrive and is like, come on, come on, Mako, come on. And and Mako's like, oh, but we need to we need to pay the 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 bus toll. Um, I guess I'll just leave some of these croquettes that my mom made me. Um, and and Ryuko and Guts are both just like waving her like, come uh-huh. get, get in here, Mako. We're gonna be expelled. What are you doing? I do like that Guts is still with them. Yeah, it's so it's so good that that Guts is here. Um, mm-hmm. Jay chilling with them. I think that's it. I think I think that's about all that I had. I um. I did want to talk a little bit about about Maiko, um, yeah. j- just because like. This is a this is a thing that that bothers me a little bit about this show, and I guess mm-hmm. I guess this is gonna be spoilers a little bit for the for the rest of the show, but nothing like big, nothing big at all. If you're one of the few people who's who's listening to this who hasn't seen the show, maybe skip ahead a little maybe, bit. Yeah, I'll, I'll I'll say right, I'll cut in right here and say where to where to skip to. Mm-hmm. Skip ahead fifty seconds. But like. Maiko doesn't show up again at all. At all. And I, I feel like it, that's kind of like a lost opportunity that she, that she's not. Yeah, the show has so much else to do. Though. There's, there's so much else to do. I just think that like, if she, if she showed up around like, you know, there's a thing around like episode sixteen that that she could have been a part of. I do think they forgot about her. <laughs> I, I do think they forgot about her a little bit. Yeah, Ma- Maiko is gone. Maiko is just gone. She's expelled. But yeah, that would have been cool to include her in the um, that other that other portion. Yeah, I, I I I think it's a little bit of a lost opportunity, but it's not like. Then again, know. the show has so much to do. There's so much in this show. I understand if the animators forgot about her. <laughs> now that we're at the end of the episode, I have something to <laughs> I have something to bring to the table. Oh yeah, do we have questions? We have. Well, this isn't a question. <laughs> so, um, my beloved friend Sonia, hi Sonia. Um, submitted to me, or like, I guess said, um, this wasn't a submission, we were just talking, (laughs) um, said something so powerful that I have to bring it here to discuss with you. And that is, what if instead of the transformation we get in the show, Senkets turned into a fursuit? How do we feel about this? Because the metaphor, fucking intact. Completely intact. You think so? I think so. I mean, <laughs> you know, something, something, rip off all your clothes, become your truest self. That which is inside of you shines forth. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, sure. Yeah, sure. Yeah, that, I mean, that, it still works. Mm-hmm. I just, I don't, I don't think the world was ready at 20, in 2013. The world wasn't ready for fursuit send cats in 2013. I'm not ready for <laughs> fursuit send cats in 2023. I'm ready for fursuit send cats. I think it's fucking powerful. I think, I think it, 
I think it's good. I mean, what's more, what's more like counterculture than that? Truly. Truly. You know, you can't be a furry and a fascist, except for that one guy who has the Confederate flag fursuit. We don't talk about him. So the question, I mean, I mean, obviously the question before us is if Sincat's turned into a fursuit, what animal is he? I have my answer. You have your answer? Mm -hmm. Man, you you warned me about this and I... (laughs) You said we can't talk about this until it's on the podcast and then you didn't think about it again. Uh, How am I... I don't know how to process this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Tanuki. Final answer. Very good. Very good. <laughs> I My answer is, it's a classic, like, 2005 middle schooler ass persona. It is like a wolf with, like, scene bangs. It's black and red. Um, she's got, like, piercings in her little wolf ears. And it's like, I can see the fucking outfit in my head. It's She's wearing, like fishnets and like a little plaid skirt and the whole thing. It's like super edgy elementary to middle schooler age looking for Sona. That's what he is. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. I, yeah, I can't argue with that. That's, that's correct. If I knew how to draw dogs, I would draw this. And if I didn't have eight, 18 other things that I wanted to draw, I would draw this. Yeah. Um, I've got a follow up question. Mm-hmm. What 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 do you think the 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 Tatsuki's persona is for for Junkets? What conveys the same? Two things come to mind immediately. One is like a pristine looking white wolf. It's the opposite of Ryuko's persona. It's like the anti. It, it's like someone who's trying to make a persona with the caveat that they want it to be like an anti Mary Sue, and that informs every character decision. So it ends up actually just kind of being fucking boring. Um, but it's like a pristine white wolf. What's what's that villager from Animal Crossing who's a white wolf that has a little dress? I think her name is Whitney. That's what it would look like. The other the other thing that came to mind is that um, that meme where there's like a kid who's drawing a persona and someone looks over their persona over their shoulder <laughs> and is like, "Is that your persona? It's fucking cringe." And the kid turns around and is like, "You're fucking cringe." And the next shot is the um, the other kid like crying in the bathroom. Yeah. Yeah. You you heard it here first, folks. No one else. <laughs> no, no one else is talking. No one else is brave enough to talk about first seat sun cats, but we'll do it. You'll do it. I'll. And you'll sit here and observe. I you know I don't disagree. <laughs> I just I just don't have anything to add. Yep. But yeah. I think that's all for us. <laughs> I think that's it. We'll leave the people on that. And here I was saying we weren't gonna have. As much content on on this episode as as, as episode three. And well, we, we have are. chronic can't shut the fuck up disease. So, and you and you brought a topic of discussion that. And I brought and I brought a topic to the table. If if you have topics to. If you have thoughts about what Sencats as a fursuit would look like, email them to. Biblically accurate rewatch at gmail.com. Um, if you wanna if you wanna just tell us about them, draw them. We we will we will. <laughs> Please, please, we will put this out somewhere. If you draw fursuit I will make it our profile picture on all of our social media. Yeah, do it. <laughs> and if you don't, I'll draw fursuit Senkets. It's going to happen oh. in like four months, but we'll get there. <laughs> oh my God. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll put fursuit Senkets up on all our social media, which include biblicallyaccurate at cohost.com. Um, Biblically Accurate Rewatch pro- Project 
at tumblr.com and biblical rewatch on the corpse of the thing that used to be twitter yeah yeah. biblical rewatch on the dead remains of twitter Mm -hmm. all right next time we are talking episodes five and six trigger and don't toy with me on a whim um so look forward to that music by mira slug thank you connor yeah thank thank you mira slug shout outs lincoln lincoln bio i think i think that'll do it i think that'll do it have we picked a sign off yet I think it's keep digging. I think, yeah, it's got to be keep digging, right? I think it's keep digging. All right, well, until next time, I've been Victoria. I've been Ramona. Remember, keep digging. Keep digging.